We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. One we are willing to postpone. And one we have to win. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at blima790, at Apollo Dez one and of course, at Apollo H-O-U. And we are right on the cusp of the playoffs. It's September, and the dog days of summer are coming to a close. The Astros took two out of three from Seattle. Two out of three from Kansas City, and two out of three from the Arlington Rangers. They are traveling to Seattle for a three-game stint, and then they travel to San Diego for another three-game stint. And Dez, we've been saying it all season, the Astros have a sweep problem. They had opportunities on their last three series to sweep the Royals, the Mariners, and the Rangers, and failed to do so. But it's three series wins. They're five and a half games up on the Athletics, who are uh, looks like they're crumbling a little bit. Uh, five and a half game lead over the over the Athletics in the AL West. Yeah, there's we talked about it all year. There's a there's a sweet problem. Uh, they they just I think they're just saving them for October or down the stretch. I'm just gonna keep telling myself that. Uh, but at the end of the day, a win is a win, and three series wins in a row are great, especially coming off the abysmal dropping three or four to Kansas City. And at that time, the world was falling, right? The, the the sky was falling. The world was on fire. But the Kansas City Royals have kind of played spoiler over the last three weeks. They went up into Seattle. They 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 beat them up there after um, losing the series versus us. And they, they even took the first game. We're kind of like, here we go again. And the, and the boys settled down. They had that 4-0 victory. And then they won that YouTube game where the, the emergence of Jake Myers walk-off should have been a single, but ended up being a fielder's choice because the the pitcher decided to flip it over to first base, which really upsets me because as a hitter, I'm like, yo, just throw it home. Yeah, let me get let me let me get the knock, Bubba. Can we can we get a do or die play at home, look, son? I mean, my goodness. Look, we're in the show, and this is the hardest thing to do on the planet is to get a hit. And uh early on in my career, all these hits are weighted a little bit more because you know the old batting average and sample size is low. So can't take those away from me, but um, and then going in Arlington and, and doing um, what they do, and that's beat the Rangers. Uh, obviously, they got shellacked that last game of the series, but it doesn't matter. Series wins at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah that last game, uh, Zach Greinke did not look very, uh, didn't look very good. But yeah, um, I mean that's kind of, I mean I hate to say it is what we've come accustomed to with Zach Greinke over the last. Hey, for uh, every say, every four and a half, year and a half. for every four good games, there's one bad one. You, you take that. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's still your your veteran. Your your go-to guy on the mound uh, in Zach Greinke. Uh, you know, the record takes a hit at 11-5. But at the end of the day, like I said, uh, and what you said, Des, is that the Astros have won three series in a row. Um, Jake Myers is starting to emerge as the guy that's probably going to be your everyday center fielder for... Uh, Next decade. Foreseeable, yeah, for the, I was going to say for the foreseeable future at the least. Um, I just, I just want to ask a question to the listeners. Are you guys still upset that Miles Straw got traded? I just can't believe... That people are still emotionally attached to Miles freaking Straw. 
Look at Jake Myers. Look at the chiseled jawline. There Look it at is. the flow. Look, we're and, not even five minutes in. The chiseled jawline was dropped. And I mean, my goodness, what a what a handsome young man. And he's a hell of a player. Look, uh, the catch that he made in center field whoa. with a five percent wow. catch probability. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and um, we were the first ones on, on in the marketplace with that data. I got a little shout out today on uh, ESPN ninety seven five. And uh, great things happening here. But Jake Myers is uh, a certified stud. I've never been more right about a prospect in my entire life. And honestly, if it wasn't for Astros Future and, and Ben and even Ephus Tosser as well, they were they were they were touting Myers up. And I was like, I gotta listen to these three baseball minds. I started watching. I was like, this dude has it. Uh, tweeted back in July. This guy's ready. Saw him play throughout the year in, in Sugarland. I'm like, this guy's a stud. He has the moxie. He has it. Um, Brian, you love the, the flow and the chisel jawline. I like the OPS and, and the advanced stats. And so look, we got, at the end of the day, we got a guy in center field who one made you forget about Miles Straw two's replacing Miles Straw's production and also carving out money ball style, chipping into that production of what George Springer was. You can replace a George Springer money balls wise. And we set it to begin the year with a full year of Kyle sucker and a full year of, of Jordan Alvarez. You have those two guys. You can get the production money ball wise out of that without paying a George Springer. But now the little cherry on top, the little Sunday scoop, the little Brewster's ice cream you got going, the little Bluebell ice cream. You have this Jake uh, no Myers flavor. Oh, no, 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 no free just ice cream. No free ads. No free ads. Anyways, right, you got go this this the scoop, right? You had Chaz. Chaz kind of got Wally pipped. Uh, I love Chaz. Little bit. He's gonna be a a, he's gonna be an asset come October. He's going to be playing. He's going to spell the guys in the outfield. Chaz is still going to be a, a major league baseball player. He's earned that right. He's earned his time in the show. Um, he's going on a rehab assignment now in Sugarland. He'll be back soon. I believe September 3rd is when he's active. He can get called back up. But Jake Myers, he he's he's it. He has it. He takes hacks. Um, he doesn't get cheated out of the play. I think in the Rangers series, the most uh, important things I saw with Jake Myers is he has an approach and he sticks to it. And what I mean by that is he 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 doesn't get beat a lot. And when he does, he learns from that. But two, his two-strike approach, he's spinning on balls in the dirt. He's he's dragging at-bats out. He's having really good, strong quality at-bats. And if you make a mistake, he he's going to hit it. And we saw that a couple of times. He he sparked the, the rally on Friday night when uh, Glenn Otto, a former teammate of mine for one year, uh, the spring native, it was just dicing the Astros up. They went to the pin. Uh, they got a guy on. Jake Myers comes out, a little knock, knock two in to, to get the ball rolling. And sometimes that's all you need. And when you have that in the eight hole, um, it's great because you have an MVP, you have a you have rookie of the years, you have runner-up MVPs, you have all these different dudes in front of you. And we're sitting here talking about Jake Myers um, is pretty incredible uh, right now. Yeah, I think with Jake Myers and and all jokes aside, I know I talk about his his jawline and his and his nice flowing locks and just the uh, the moxie of this kid, right? And, and the confidence that, or I, I'm sure you feel it as well with him that you know I feel when he steps into the boxes, he doesn't come out of his zone too often, yeah. meaning he doesn't try to do too much at the plate. Um, Chaz McCormick, the biggest thing that that I noticed about Chaz McCormick when I first saw him play was he takes monster hats, Daddy hats. right? It takes daddy hacks. He doesn't get cheated, which is fine, love which it. I love. We love it. But Jake, but but Jake Myers is not that type of of hitter. He 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 doesn't. You don't see that from him in his at bats. And you look at these the stat line. So he's got 
68 at-bats, 72 plate appearances. He's got 22 hits, a 324 batting average, 347 OBP, slugging to 529, and then his OPS is sitting at 877. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Small sample size, but it's just the the, the little things for me. Uh, you hit on it, which I was going to say. The two-strike approach is huge for me. Um, he doesn't get cheated, but he also doesn't try to do too much. He doesn't get beat, is what I should say, yeah. very often. The... The uh, plate awareness is another thing that I've seen from Jake Myers in the small sample size. And it's all good things because if you get a full season of this guy, you know, the experience is going to be there. Uh, He plays a hell of a center field. He's got a better arm than your average center fielder, in my opinion. And he's got range. And he's got range. He gets great jumps. He's, you know, he's quick with the feet, but he gets good jumps. You don't have to be an extremely fast outfielder if you get good jumps. So you take the speed that he has, which is a a lot of speed, and then you add in good jumps, and it just creates this massive wide range of a center fielder that is Jake Myers. So I'm sorry. I know people were a little upset that Miles Straw got traded, but, I mean, my goodness, Jake Myers has has met all of the expectations or the ones that we heard from two of our guys in in Ben, Ben Midzi, and, and obviously Jimmy with Astros Future, uh, you can check check Astros Future out on Twitter at Astros Future. He's got a podcast uh, on our Apollo Podcast next uh, on the Apollo Podcast Network as well at Astros Future. Um, and they were talking about it. They they mentioned it to you, and then finally, I caught on later on and started watching some of his at bats. It's like holy shit, this guy, this kid, he's he's ready. Yeah. He's ready, and he just needed needed something to happen. And James Click made it happen. Trades Miles Straw, gets Phil Mayton, and Mayton, by the way. Has pitched extremely well out of the bullpen. So another he's good done move okay. for, I, I mean, everything that I've seen is pretty good. He's been touched up the last few times, but he has a stuff. And and I think we could both, and I think we'll both die in this, so I don't want to speak for you, that you spun Miles Straw into a major league arm, and then this dude who's in the minors raking as a catcher, as a, as a prospect, yeah. in your top 30 now. And, and Mayton is... I think he needs to say full off season with 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 Strami and the staff um, because he has his stuff. He has that high. He has that He's high spin high rate. Spin rate, yeah. That's, that's his fastball is only ninety one, ninety two. It, it it doesn't play, but it can play when you have that high spin stuff. But I think he just needs to embrace the um, the Astros formula, and I think he will. Uh, but. And he's going to be a weapon. He's going to be a dude. I don't know if he's going to be on the October roster. We could, we'll jump on it uh, towards the end of September uh, when we start kind of dissecting, uh, hopefully, what the Astros playoff roster looks like. But like you said, the, the emergence of a Chas McCormick one, I think that um, pushed the envelope a bit in Miles Straw development. And my, you saw Miles Straw get better when Chas McCormick came up. You saw him play towards his ceiling, and then that's why Jimmy Click spun him for for a trade. So there's value, and Jake Myers emerged. I think the emergence of Jake Myers is going to make Chas McCormick a better baseball player. I think both of the guys are going to get plenty at bats. They're both going to get a lot of innings come October, uh, hopefully. And I think, I think the future's pretty damn bright in the outfield when you could post Brantley. You know, we only have him for one more year after this, after this, after this season, but. A Chaz McCormick in left, a Jake Myers in center, and a Kyle Tucker in right. That's a pretty strong damn outfield that really has just emerged from this this past year. Yeah, and I, I, the best thing about that outfield is it's it's under a lot of team control. Yeah, 
I mean, they're going to get some playoff exposure this season, hopefully a, a playoff run into uh, into the World Series, ALCS into the World Series. So that's going to help bode well for the future outfield of, of the Houston Astros. And let me clarify a little bit with uh, with Mayton and kind of what my thinking was. Um, obviously, the numbers wise, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the stats. I mean, you look at he's got a 5.84 ERA, 12 and a third innings, uh, 15 hits. I think, you know, he's got the stuff, like you said, he's got the spin rate. He's got the intangibles that Brent Strom and the Astros staff like out of their right-handed arms. So it's a really good point that you make um, when you say, you know, he needs to have a full offseason and then a full spring training and just a full experience with Brent Strom um, and the Astros staff, right? Because they could probably turn that 91-mile-an-hour fastball into like a 94, 95-mile-an-hour fastball. I mean, look what they did with Garrett Cole when he got here. Coming off of Pittsburgh, uh, they told him, get rid of the two-seam and, and start throwing that heavy four-seam and, and increase the the mile, miles an hour. Now, obviously, the sticky stuff is gone. Correct. So back to the basics, but that's fine. Um, I think Maton is going to be a good I asset think he's gonna be down the road. And I say he pitched, he's pitched well. For what they did with getting rid of Miles Straw and bringing Maton on, that's that's pitching well, in my opinion. It's just getting... Because what happened with that move is you allowed Chaz McCormick to get more playing time, and then you also got Jake Myers back up, or up to the big squad. And we've seen him take off as of late for Chaz McCormick. He went on the IL. It's fine. He's going to be a weapon, just like you said. Um, I mean, the you know, as far as we're talking into the future, past the season, the future's pretty bright for that outfield. Now, another thing that's come to light, and I, I'm going to segue here, yeah. uh, talking about the future, is the, I think it was The Athletic that wrote another article about Carlos Correa, and they used, if I'm not mistaken, an old quote of his, yeah, talking about my last year in Houston, hopefully I can leave the city with two World Series championships, blah, 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 and now that's that's fired up talk about Carlos Correa. I used to be on the side of you're not going to be able to afford him. Um, maybe don't try to get to that number. But now with the production that we've seen from Carlos Correa, and we're not even October yet, and just the leadership he has and the connection he's got with Jose Altuve up the middle, how do you not pay that guy? I, I mean, you know, I, I know he's going to ask for this asinine number, right? And, and people always say, well, he hasn't played a full season. Um, you know, he struggles in the middle of the year and then he only shows up in October. And, you know, you, you talk about all the negatives about him, but man, for a clubhouse, if you can lock him up, I mean, my goodness, that keeps the world series window open for the Astros. And then you have to think about you, you're going to, I'm on the side where Zach Grinke and Justin Verlander are not going to be on the Astros squad next year. Correct. So you get those two guys off the books, right? Those two guys are, are out. Who knows what Gen James Click and the and the Houston Astros do with those with the those salaries coming off of the books? Obviously, you're going to toss some. Let's say you toss money at Carlos Correa, but you can make some other moves and you can sign some big arms, or you can work with what you have in the in the starting pitching staff. But if you keep that core lineup together, that's going to keep the freaking window open. So now I'm on the side of you have got to at least get the AAV to like what thirty. 30 million 30 is the sound? number i heard that i number, heard that right? this week um from some some very prominent people there's a there's a there's an outside chance and i've been very negative right i've been saying since 2019 I've, I've, to enjoy carlos correa 
Um, you and I have both been on the same page of enjoy Carlos Correa. He's gonna look he's gonna look awesome in the the road grays for the Miami Marlins. Oh right? yeah, or the, that's the, the city joke. red. Oh yeah, that's the joke. That's the joke that I've been running with, right? And then you see, you know, you see him uh, like across Twitter, people take his picture and they put him in a Dodgers jersey or a Yankees pinstripes and things like that. Yeah. And I, I was on the side of, yeah, there's no way he's coming back. Now I'm like, man, just to keep the core together, shit, you got to throw some money at him. Yeah. I think 30 AAV is what I heard this week is, is keeps the conversation going. And it didn't really hit me until right this second, what I'm about to say when you were, you were, you were talking about it about keeping the core together and, and keeping and bolstering this team. Do you remember in, the, I believe it was the ALCS last year, randomly the Astros just dropped that they extended Yuli Gurriel. Yeah. The, the one year deal. I think. Yeah. And, and this just may be how my mind works and operates. Just the craziness of it is if the Astros do make it into October and they do get far and say, they have a seven gamer with with the Rays or the the Red Sox or the Yankees, right? Because it looks like it all roads it, kind of right now lead to Astros, White Sox, and then yeah. Yankees, Red Sox um, versus and that's, the Rays. That's kind of what it's all leading to, with a lot of month, top, a lot of baseball to go. Yeah, that's another topic that I want to hit on. So let's hit on that after this. But continue. Sorry, I, I think the stress of of it all, right? We're going to be on the road. It it we may have home field, we may not, but let's just say we don't have home field. Say we drop two or we, we, we split, we're on the road. What better shot in the arm is this? Announcing in a Carlos Correa extension in the middle of a playoff run, in the middle. That's, I think that's equivalent to Justin Verlander walking through the door in the clubhouse bar. If, if you announce that, do you realize how loud Minute Maid Park's going to be? I mean, <laughs> like, just, does, just that say, not, does that look, not brick you up? Dude, I was just going to say, just the idea of that gets me going. I, like, it, it it fires me up, and, and I can only imagine what that would do to your clubhouse. If, forget the fans for a second. Forget Minute Maid Park. Imagine what that would do for that clubhouse. I mean, my God. I, and they're like, all right, it's go time. Let's yeah, fucking go. We got it. Carlos back. We're we're reassured of having this core group together for a next couple of years. Let's fucking. I ride. think that would be the biggest shot in the arm and the biggest ace car Jimmy Click and, and Crane could play. And hey, that's on the house. That's that's on me. That's free on from us on our side. Maybe throw a little playoff tickets our way. Maybe a little maybe a little credit card points. You know, just you know whatever throw, it is. You know whatever here there here there. You know of, you could throw some our way beverages. Maybe a sweet. I don't know. Maybe just you know. But, but that one's on the house. Tickets. That's I think that would be the biggest one. Fuck you to the league uh, yeah, in the middle of a playoff run. And two, oh, a shot in the arm. And three, just get the boys rallied together in the clubhouse. Oh, man. H- hypothetically speaking, let's say this happens, right? We've been talking hypothetically. Could you imagine what the league and just Twitter would do if that happens? You imagine like, oh, my God, they announced it's a night game. Say it's game five, game six. Um, shit. Even like a game three. We're down 2-1, you know, in the series. Uh, Astros <laughs> love to get down 2-1. Uh, that shot in the arm announced it around 1-2. The bars will be packed by 2.30 p.m. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, wherever I am in that, and they take take that little take that little free tidbit I just dropped them, a little that little that little nugget. 
I will, I will, we will go to a bar and I will buy everyone drinks for an hour. <laughs> oh my God. That's how, that's how pumped up I would be. Um, I would, I would be, I, whatever bar we're at, no free ads. No free ads. Um, I would ask for a, an adult beverage. Preferably in a 16-ounce can, preferably unopened. Oh man. And I would shotgun it. Oh. And, wow. and you would film and you would film it. 100 percent Um I would hope that it would go a lot better than me trying to eat donuts in 30 seconds, which it was, because I, I have full confidence in my shotgun game. Yeah. Um, I would knock that down and then I would just simply look at the camera and I'd say, let's fucking go. Look. Let's fucking go. I Beers just are still thought of that Dez, when you were so talking. Give me another one. I, I just like you said, the other things before we got off in this make-believe tangent, that's probably going to happen because we're things at Apollo. Just we say something and it actually works. But I I do think that it's it's perfectly set up for for Crane to um to have his legacy moment as a as an owner to that he paid one guy. It was it was Carlos Correa. It was his number one overall pick. It's his guy for the last decade, and and you lock him up for the foreseeable future. You finally you finally nutted up, and, and you gave this big contract that you swore you never pay. Um, I think it it's his one defining moment, and this is what he'll be remembered for forever. Um, not James Click. It's it falls on Mister Crane's plate, and I, I think, and and what I've I've never met the guy. From what I've heard from other people, one-offs and, and different things, the guy loves to win, right? You're not a billionaire if you don't love winning. Um, you've done things in life. You you scratch and clawed, and you, and you you become this billionaire. You buy this team. Um, what other than the product and return on investment is having this guy for the next ten years that's capable of moving over to the third base when he gets older? Capable of DHing, it, it's it's not Pujols signing at 31. If Pujols is 31 or not, guy's 28. He's going into his prime. Uh, we're seeing it this year play out. I mean, I posted that tweet today. His his baseball savant numbers are off the fucking chart. It's all red. That's what you want to see when you look up your players on baseball savant. And uh, he's just going and he's thriving. And I I think the way this team moves, it's a Jose Altuve's team. What is, what are we doing? One shining moment. One bro. shining moment. How long did it take you to find that song? Not very, not very long, baby. I think it's his, it's his moment. At the end of the day, it's it's Mr. Crane's one shining moment to lock him up. You're unbelievable. Sing it. No, I'm sing not it, singing baby. it. I'm not. I'm not singing it. All right, I'm not trying to get his clap, but you get the idea. Yeah, that's it. One shining moment, and I and I'm a hundred percent with you. I am a hundred percent with you. If there is time for Jim Crane to do something drastic and i say drastic because that's something that the astros have not done as far as as far yeah exactly ever as far as offering up a contract like that i think now is the time you've got grinky coming off the books you've got justin verlander coming off the books why not why not you can at least you can at least keep that this lineup together that is arguably the number one offense in all of Major League Baseball. Correct. Also, you have one of the arguably the best defenses in Major League Baseball. 
one of the uh one of the afternoon shows on my drive home from the gym today was reading off some analytics and some you can metrics. Them. I'll give that and for you, Ad. You want you want you want you want top the boys up? No, no, okay. no, it's fine. No, 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 right. no, no, no. Um, and they were talking about the Astros having the number one defense, and a big part of that is Carlos Correa. So yeah, I think your one shiny moment is right now. Throw some money at Carlos Correa. Do it. Well, look, money, money is a fugazi. It's a it's, here. It is, baby. It's fairy dust. It doesn't it's exist. It doesn't matter. Dust. Look, it's 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 uh. It comes and it, goes, baby. The economy's but up. World Series, don't. The the economy's up. The economy's down. There's inflation. There's not inflation. There's Bitcoin. There's there's the Fed printing money. I want a money. parade. Look. I want more parades and confetti. It is 2021. You sign up to a 10-year deal. Do you think in 2031, like, we're still worried about dollars? We're going to have fucking internet coins then. We're going to have little little black mirror, uh, little little swipes on your arm with your fucking bank account. So who the fuck cares? That's a future you problem. Fucking pay it. Spend in it. In the now. Live in the now. Live in the now. Put your feet Money up. Money comes. What do you Look. say? Say it. What do you Put say? your feet up. Stay a while. Kick your shoes off. Stay a while. I love it. That's what it makes sense. It makes money all comes, the sense in the world to do it. Money comes and goes, but World Series titles are forever. Flags fly forever. Simple as that. That's it, baby. Throwback. Throwback. I love it. I think Look, I think we could. <clears throat> I think we could solve. I I I don't know. Hear me out. Crane, you want to you want to throw us you want to throw us a little advisor role job a little put a little advisor role next to our names. Look, this is what I'm going to tell you, Bubba. Look, you're a billionaire with a B. You want to be a billionaire, <laughs> capital billionaire. You spend the money now. Scared yeah. money don't make money. Scared money don't make money. If you're scared, go to church. Go to church or buy a puppy or buy a dog. Look, all I'm saying, Des, I think if uh. You know, for some reason, you know, we run out of career ideas. I think we could be motivational speakers. I think so too, and not like, not like that guy that's problematic that got canceled. Um, I don't want to say his name. It starts with a, it's Baskin Blank, that guy. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, but I think we can do his job way better than him. Like I think I you, so. you can get us in a conference room and like, hey, sell me this pin. Right. Right. A little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we could do that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, listeners are going to tweet us once this episode drops, and I'm sure this part of the segment will come around and we'll get tweets about me yelling, and then <laughs> we will get tweets about you talking about uh, selling a pen yeah. um, and uh, all the one-liners that we have dropped. At the end of the day, if you're not ready to run through a brick wall after listening to Des and I, then you got some issues. Yeah, I mean, okay, 100%. I, I, think, I think the thing when people can ask, and we can pull the curtain back a bit, um, if you ever want to work for Apollo or if you ever questioned how so-and-so works there or, or what the mindset is, one, you have to be able to run through a brick wall and not even hesitate. Two, we call it the Mamba Kobe gene. You have to be willing to die on the court and let your, let your opponent win. And then you, the third thing is just create and just go, 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 go. And I think that's what, um, how this podcast came about, how everything has come about at Apollo is just going, just doing and figuring out on the fly and just go. And I think at the end of the day, if that's the one thing you take from this podcast and not our bullshit, not our talking, but if you just apply that every single day and just go, 
you have a, you have a place at, at, at Apollo anytime. I think one of the things that I'm looking forward to is when we get to a point with Apollo, and I know it's going to happen. Um, I am manifesting this, manifesting a lot of things, but this in particular is I can't wait to sit down in our office space whenever it is, whenever it yeah. comes. Um, and I get to interview somebody that wants to that wants to be a junior contributor Ooh. or uh, an intern. Ooh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say run through that tell wall. Me, tell me <laughs> about your experience with quality at bat percentage. Yeah, big the big QAB percentage. Big QAB percentage. So, with that being said, we're gonna get back on track. Yeah, segment one is pretty much wrapped up. Segment two. We're going to look ahead. Literally, it's, I mean, we're here. It's, it's go time. August. It's September. It's a September sprint. Today is August 30th. Yeah. Okay. You, you'll hear September this. September starts Wednesday. Yeah. You probably may hear this on Wednesday by the time it gets dropped. September starts on Wednesday. The schedule looks pretty enticing, meaning it's, it's kind of soft. So the Astros have man about a month of baseball left before october gets can you here. believe that it's so crazy wow man. i remember dude doesn't it feel like we were just in colorado freezing our asses Bro, off we were just at game? your house for the first game of the season of the that's watch so party crazy that is so crazy that's crazy <sighs> wow. man. I, I can't this this year has flown by uh fall is right around the corner get your pumpkin spice lattes oh, ready baby Get them ready. Get the sweats out. Get the sweats out. Dez has been wearing them 24-7 anyways. It doesn't matter. Get them out. Yeah, I'm a big hoodie guy. Get them ready. I'm a big hoodie guy. Get them, get them ready. October baseball is right around the corner. So segment one, coming to a close. Segment two, Dez and I will look into the next series, which the Astros are taking on the Seattle Mariners, and then the San Diego Padres, who are not as good as they were a month ago. Oh, fraud or not. Isn't that, cra- isn't that crazy? Fraud or not. Fraud or not. You want to hear about fraud or not? Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Segment two is right around the corner here on the Beyond the Diamond podcast on the Apollo Podcast Network. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Segment two of Beyond the Diamond here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des1, and of course at Apollo HOU. And the Astros are currently in Seattle taking on the Mariners. You've got Luis Garcia, Lance McCullers Jr., and our guy, Jake Oder. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. That's so bad. Uh, Luis Garcia, Lance McCullers Jr., and Jake Odorizzi on the mound scheduled to pitch against the Mariners. It's a Astros after dark series, 9 10 start the first two games, and then a, an afternoon game, 3 10 Wednesday which is the start of September. We will also be coming to you live on the Apollo Hour. Dez, myself, Spaceman, some of the other guys will be uh, joining us on a live Apollo Hour, so that'll be fun. Um, you know, I- I'm going to just go ahead and say, Dez, I think the the Astros are going to take two out of three from the Mariners. Garcia's 
Garcia is still up there as Rookie of the Year candidate. Lance McCullers has been pitching damn well this season. And then the one shaky start. I mean, I know Odorizzi, uh, he pitched, you know, pretty decent last outing. I think he gave up one run. Yeah, he 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 five five uh five innings. He was good. He was he was he was adequate. Okay, um, so if you can get that every time, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think. But uh, it's still shaky, is what all I was saying. No, and I I think when I said it last week about him being my X factor down the stretch, like if if Jake Odorizzi goes out and competes and, and gives you some quality innings, I I think the Astros wrap up uh the West sooner rather than later. Um. When you have a guy that's been so up and down throughout the year, if he can figure it out for the next, you know, six, seven weeks, um, and that's huge because he hasn't figured out the first six, seven weeks because it's been so up and down. And I think it's mechanical. I think Jake has said that time and time again. And if those mechanics click, shoot, that that's a positive, positive note. So, um, yeah, Jake's last few starts have been adequate, and I think that's a, a, a good note. Yeah, it's, it's definitely positive for uh Jake Odorizzi especially with looks like Jose Arquiti and Josh James are right on the cusp of coming back so you're gonna have some options um I know we were pretty hard on Jake Odorizzi our last episode where Jake Oder- we, we projected Jake Odorizzi to not be on the October playoff roster um but if you can get five six solid innings out of him where you know he's keeping the ball down um pitching to contact whatever you want to call it um, just throwing strikes, then you know, giving up one, two runs. I think that's that's enough to get onto the roster, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah, I, might it, be a stretch. I don't know. I think he, if he has a a good to above average month, he's on it. I just think with all the money they have tied into him, and and two, if he's kind of rounding into form, I don't think he's a starter. I, I think he's your piggyback guy or your bridge guy or your multi inning guy. Um. Because in a in a scenario of best of five against the White Sox, you probably just trot out Lance, Framber, Zach, and Garcia, Yuquiti as a tandem, or Yuquiti Garcia, depending who's who you want on the front and back end, and then you have Jake kind of as your bridge guy and with Javier. Um, I think that's what we're shifting to as, as baseball as a whole. The you don't get a third time through the lineup. And when it comes to October, outs become very scarce and they have uh, teams have ways of prolonging innings and, and really extending at bats and, and having good quality at bats They're in the playoffs for a reason. So you need those guys, those bridge guys. And, and it's not a it's not a, a Brayu and it's not a Matten. It's not a, a Yimmy Garcia. It's not a Josh James coming in a fifth. It's a Luis Garcia. It's a Jake Odorizzi. It's a Christian Javier. Uh, I think that. That speaks volumes of where we are and why we're built for October. Um, because we saw it in 17, but the tandem starts, it works. 19, we had horses, we had dudes. Uh, 18, obviously, we were injured. But um, in 19, we, we kind of shifted from that model. And obviously, we were you know very close of, of bringing it home again, but we didn't. But I think this year, we've shifted back to that 17 model of the tandem starts, and it works. We've seen the, we've seen the philosophy. We've seen other teams do that. Um, and, and it's go time. It's I think I think that the boys have have realized it. I think we've seen what an Alex Bregman and what a Kyle Tucker that's healthy and both are in a lineup means for this team, uh, because you have a Diaz who has been a catalyst. I would almost classify him as your MVP because he's been be able to play so many different positions to play all over the place and to come back off that uh, after that hand injury. He, he's been a consistent force in this lineup and he's really, really 
help the Alex Bregman scenario and, and him being injured and, and going through all that, Diaz has emerged to be one of those guys, and now he can go back to the bench, be the utility guy, give guys days off, jump in and out of the lineup, and it also allows your your quadruple A guys. Uh, I I think they're not they're not triple A guys anymore. They're they're quad A guys essentially because they've had enough innings in the show, um, and they deserve to be in the show. But now they're on the bench. They're not starting. They're not they're not having three or four at bats anymore. Um, and, but they've earned to be. They've earned a right to be on this team and, and on the bench to come up in big at bats. And um, I, I think we've we've seen all this kind of come together. And I think competitions in a within the team is going to be good. And with the roster spots remaining in the bullpen and, and for starters, you're going to see guys going out there and just competing because they want to be on this team come October. Speaking of competing and something that we – didn't even address in segment one. The Astros signed Marwin Gonzalez to a minor league contract last week. Yeah, shocked everyone. And he's down in Florida getting some reps in. Uh, just one note to pass along. The uh, Astros and any other team in, the, in Major League Baseball can expand their active roster from 26 to 28 players uh, on Wednesday, starting September 1st. Um, so we don't really see, you know, September call-ups because of the taxi squad. But the teams can expand their rosters, like I said, from 26 to 28, 28 players. So you look at Marwin Gonzalez. We were talking about uh, utility guys. And Aledmus Diaz has been playing that role extremely well. He got a lot of PT because Alex Bregman went on the IL. Um, I think Diaz even battled a little bit of injury himself, came back with a with a vengeance because he was he was playing damn well prior to going on the IL, came back, didn't miss a beat. He's been that first guy off the bench for you, um, and we saw what he could do as a starter. Now, you bring back Marwin Gonzalez, and it has to be a clubhouse move, right? 100%. Meaning you need it for morale. You need it for leadership. Um, if if Marwin Gonzalez can get some PT under his belt in the Astros organization um, and, and hit better than he has the last couple of seasons, because he hasn't been good. Let's just be frank with that. He's not been good. Um, you've got him that's going to come back into this clubhouse that will help this lineup, meaning not maybe necessarily from uh, the utility role that Alemis Diaz has, but his leadership. And, and obviously he's one of the clubhouse favorites. I mean, we saw for sure. it, uh, City's some favorite. Of the, yeah, City's favorite for sure. Probably the biggest uh, home run in franchise history. Absolutely. He doesn't hit that home run. The Astros don't win the World Series. 100%. 2017 uh, against the Dodgers. So City favorite, clubhouse favorite, Let's just keep him in mind uh, going down the stretch. Now, as far as playing, you know, and having quality at-bats, that's to be determined because he's got to get get his reps under him, so forth and so on. But I just wanted to make sure we hit on this on this episode because it was a pretty big deal. I love the move just for the simple fact it's another fuck you to the league. 100%. Everyone's up in arms. Oh, my God. The the most beneficiary player of the trash can science-stealing scandal, uh, Marvin Gonzalez, and the Astros are going to bring him back. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go, baby. Bring yeah. him back. Get him in a uniform ASAP. Yeah. Get him out of West Palm. Get him back up here. Tell him to tell him to get the uh, bowl. Yeah, I was about to say, bag. grab the bowl, bring the H, maybe drop some off over here. It's, yeah, couple of couple of uh, bowl bowls. We'll take it. But um, that's just another note uh, to pass along. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that uh, how that transpires. We'll see if if Marvin Gonzalez can help this team. It, you know, maybe get some 
at bats late in September and who knows, make the uh, playoff roster. I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Speaking of playoffs, we'll segue uh, kind of into our last part of segment two. Let's let's uh, let's look uh, look ahead okay. here real quick. So um, the Astros, like I said, they've got about a month left in the season. And once I pull this schedule up real quick, um, I'll just go through it uh, pretty fast. You've got Seattle, San Diego, Seattle, Angels, uh, Rangers, Arizona, Arizona uh, Diamondbacks. I was gonna say Arizona Cardinals, but that's the NFL. Uh, Los Angeles Angels, Oakland, Tampa Bay, Oakland. Um, obviously, we've already hit on that those last two series at Oakland, then home against Tampa Bay, and then home against Oakland. Those are going to be tough. But other than that, man, it's uh, it's a pretty favorable schedule for the Astros to really you know get uh, to separate themselves even more. They've got they've got a five and a half game lead. But let's look at the playoffs right now. If they end it, the Astros would likely take on the White Sox in the ALDS. You've got the Yankees and the Red Sox playing in the wild card, and they would meet up with the Tampa Bay Rays. Again, I heard this on one of the radio shows this afternoon. Dez, who would you rather play? Would you rather go against the White Sox in the ALDS, or would you rather take on one of the wild card winners? Or the wild card winner, sorry. Uh, no, I'd rather play the White Sox. Um, I don't want to play the Rays in a five-gamer at all. I, I it, it's a seven game war. You just want that. You want it. They tried out so many different dudes every single night that throw a hundred with different angles and different stuff. We saw it last year. Uh, we, we saw that the more these at bats, these guys Astros get against or film or whatever, how you want to say it, um, more stuff for the iPad to, to break down after a game, the better the Astros get. So you want to play the Rays in a seven gamer. Uh, I think you, you, Take the chances of playing the White Sox. I think the White Sox, obviously, I think mathematically could win the the Central like this week. It's just, it's outrageous. Even yeah, though AJ they... Hinch has the guys in Detroit playing well. Um, and this is the age old question: Do you want a division wrapped up at the beginning of September, or do you want to go the distance um, through the end of September because you want to keep the guys engaged and and, and sharp? where you're going to have a scenario where the White Sox are pretty much going to be coasting into the playoffs. Obviously, they can rest people. Uh, it goes two ways. If you give a guy too much rest, you want to keep them on the routine. They're all creatures of habit, right? Where the Astros are probably have to play through the whistle because the last two and a half weeks are, is Oakland, Tampa, Oakland. Um, and that's going to be very tough in its own. And so I, I think you have the age-old question of you, you rather have your team locked up and, and coasting or do you want to play it all the way through the whistle and and go that route so we're gonna have that dynamic and i kind of like the astros edge on that against the white Sox. i i've called the white Sox frauds i call the al central frauds um so i'm not back i'm gonna double down on that i have to even though i think the white Sox are, are a good team after especially the trades they made but i i think at the end of the day i don't want the rays in a seven gamer i definitely don't want the yankees or red Sox. um I think coming off of one game, it's kind of that edge, right? They both have to burn their aces. So it's going to be a, a Chris Sell versus Garrett Cole one gamer. Uh, looks like in New York right now, which would be absolutely bananas of a game. I mean, that 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 a one game to get into the playoffs with between those two arms. Um, in the Bronx, is I can already hear how loud it's going to be. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't like playing a team that's already played a, a game, even though they burnt their ace. That's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, so I'm comfortable with us playing the White Sox if we were to play the White Sox right now on 830. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree. I would 
would much rather take on the White Sox. Um, their pitch staff is pretty good. They've got a good lineup. They don't play good defense, though. Um, I mean, if you look at the statistics, I don't have them pulled up. Um, they're not the most sound defense. But then you look at what the Yankees and the Red Sox have in that wild card. Um, I am on the same page as you with I would not want to play one of the wild card teams. Meaning, whoever wins that, you're going to have momentum going into the ALDS. Um, you might not have your ace going, but you've, you know, it's, it's, I'm a firm believer that the best team might not win the World Series every single year because the team that is catching fire and hot at the right time will win the World Series. And the perfect example is the Washington Nationals when they beat the Astros in 2019. 100%. The, the Astros, look at that roster. It's the greatest Astros team they've ever assembled. Ever. Ever. And they lost. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Nationals. It was just the Nationals year. And you look at the, how the Nationals, they were a wildcard team that year. They came out of nowhere. They were awful in August. And then they caught fire in September. They go into the, they sneak into the playoffs and they, they continue to stay on fire and they won it that year. I don't want to run into that with either the Yankees or the Red Sox. I would not want to be the Rays and have to play one of those teams. I think that might be the benefit if the Astros can hang on to the 2C, which it looks like they most likely will. That will put them against the White Sox. That's kind of my thinking. Um, plus, I would, man, I, I just, I want to see, I want to see Dusty versus Tony Larusa in the playoffs right off the bat. That would be electric. Go right, in, go right into the ALDS yeah. against each other. So. It's, I don't know. I, I mean, any any way you any way you um you you cut it or dissect it, yeah. you're gonna be playing dudes, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna if you play the White Sox, they're they're charting out Lance Lynn, Dallas Keuchel. Um, I forgot who the third is. I'm not scared of uh, me personally. I don't give a shit about Lance Lynn or Dallas Keuchel. It's the the. the I the mean, Lance Lynn arms, shoves. Yeah, but the the yeah. Yeah, he does, but he just—I don't know. Lance Lynn's a fat bag of snacks. <laughs> he is—he's a big boy. He—he's a big. But I think I think that White Sox team just—they—they're a lot like the Astros, where they ride or die by the big inning. They—they they like to hang crooked numbers, and they love to—they um, love to—they love to put up a six or seven spot with three home runs in one inning. And so when you have that going, you know it's easy. Uh, you, Rendon's a stud this year. Carlos Rendon finally came into form. Um, you have what Giolito was a shell of himself this year. He's a nine and nine. Um, you have Dylan Dylan Cease that's kind of emerged to be a, a front end guy, which is kind of weird. But um, he has a high ERA. His other peripherals are are average. Uh, a lot of those wins kind of feel like um. Right now, they kind of feel like that Cleveland team is seventeen when they when the Astros beat Bauer and Clevenger and and uh, Kluber. You remember? Yeah, the they kind of ran away with the central, and then they kind of, they were like, oh, you know, they're they're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the Astros, or was it nineteen? Whenever, whenever those when they played, um, was it nineteen? Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Nineteen. Um, you had all those winners. They ran away with the central, and and you just they didn't show up in October because the AL Central's not October baseball. And so I think you may have a scenario of that that nineteen that nineteen scenario, um, but I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, this this is kind of, this is about to be the best. The I call it the green zone at Apollo. The 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 go zone. We're just going to provide content day in and day out. It's a September sprint into October baseball. 
and that's where uh, a lot of fun happens. A lot of fun happens yeah. there. This uh, this next month is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of content coming your way, uh, and it's leading into the best time of the year uh, beyond baseball. Yeah. I mean, you've got cooler temperatures coming our way. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of good things in the works here at Apollo. Uh, we've got some football podcasts coming your way. Uh, we've got, I mean, just uh, a lot of good content that's about to be produced um, with uh, a lot of hosts, you know, yeah. uh, here on the team. So we're actually going to take a little BP, if I'm not mistaken, uh, here coming up. Is that, yeah, can you confirm that? Yeah, we can confirm that okay. now. We're going to uh, be, fuck it, I'll say it. We're going to a cage and we're going to be hitting it's a 100 mile per hour challenge. We're all going to get in. Uh, we're going to crank that bad boy up and we're going to dig in and we're going to see 100. I haven't seen 100 since my junior sophomore year of college, which was 2013, 2014. And I saw 100 yep. and I, I, I think I think I threw up on myself because it's it's a blur. But I'm excited. Can't wait to do it for content. Never, uh, never seen a hundred. I've seen hardest I've seen was ninety seven. It was a heavy four seam, and it scared the shit out of me. The guy that threw a hundred, he was a closer at St. Edwards. Threw a hundred. He threw a slider at like ninety two, ninety three. Uh, first at bat, swung before it came out of his hand. He jammed me, but I got a little Texas leaguer knock, and I was like, heck yeah. Uh, the next three games over the series, I faced him three times. He threw me nine straight sliders, and I struck out on nine straight sliders I swung at before he came out of his hand. It was nowhere close. It was like that Baez, uh, that Baez comp, the video that he, uh, surfaced when Javi Baez was like swinging at a ball that didn't even reach the dirt. That oh, was yeah. that was didn't literally me uh, after yeah. after I swung and got one knock. So uh, it's not fun. It's never not fun, so, but content never sleeps. Yeah. So so real quick, off off topic. Uh, speaking of Javi Baez, let me get your take on what's going on with the New York Mets. The Mets are metsing. Mets are Mets, all, Mets. Mets are metsing all over themselves. Okay, so just real quick, I know we're running out of time. Uh, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, Kevin Pillar have been, uh, you know, kind of doing a new celebration after a single double. They uh, they give the thumbs down to the crowd because a lot of their guys have been have been uh, booed from the fans. What do you think, or are you okay with players doing something like that? I love it. I do too. I love it. Holy shit, I love I it. I love it. Look, and I get it from the fan perspective. They've won eight games this month. They've they they pissed away. I think they had a four and a half game lead, and I think they're chasing six now. Um <laughs> I get it from the fan perspective booing. And it's New York. The fans are gonna boo. The new yeah, the dude. Have yeah. your own okay, like, I love it. The thumbs down. It's something you have in the locker room. Why the fuck are you saying it out loud? I don't to the media. That's the, that's the to part the New that York I don't, media. I don't understand. You should know that you're now in New York. Javi Baez, they're going to take it and run with it. Then you got the president coming out with a statement saying, my players aren't going to be doing that. It's disrespectful. You have the owner on Twitter subtweeting everyone, talking about, I wish the biggest controversy we had was if we wore black uniforms or not. Uh, The Mets, all blacks. Like, I... It's a the Mets are Metsing all over themselves. But what I did get out of all this, because I do love it as a as a ball player, I would do something like that. I, oh, I yeah, I'm too. that petty. And oh, I'm yeah. with my boys. We're doing it, you know, it's a little a little fuck you to the to the crowd, but that just means Javi Baez could not ever be a Houston Astro because Yeah, no, no shot. I, I think it just goes back to what Blake Taylor said. It takes something special to have the Astros name or that Houston across your chest, game in and game out, because of what they're what they're going through on the road. And if Javi Baez can't 
have his own crowd boo him? How would you ever want to sign him for a one-year stopgap potentially if Carlos Carrera walks or give him a two-year deal to come to be the shortstop for the Houston Astros? Uh, because you're going to get booed. You're, anyone that puts the Astros uniform on doesn't matter. We've seen it. Tucker was in, in middle school. Jordan was, Jordan was still a, a Dodger. Uh, Michael Brantley was a, a Cleveland Indian. Yeah, Robel, all these guys. Gar- Robel Garcia was playing in he was Italy. In, he was in Italy. He, he, had, had, uh, he had Fugazi, Fugazi. He had two different crowds booing him, calling him a cheater. Like, Avi Bias doesn't have it cut out to be in Houston because he can't yeah. even take it. But you look at, as a ball player, I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I figured we would be on the same page. I just don't understand why you would come out publicly and say those yeah, statements. Wild. Keep that internal, man. Keep it internal. If you look at the NLE standings, uh, the Mets are in third place, seven and a half games back behind the Phillies, and then the Braves are leading the NL East. So, yeah, the Mets are Metsing. But, yeah, I just wanted to get your take on it. It's a good way to end the podcast. Something off off the rails a little bit. Uh, Javi Baez, Lindor, and uh, Kevin Pillar pretty much booing their own fans. Got to love New York, right? My yeah, got to love it. That's going to do it for another segment and another episode of Beyond the Diamond. As always, Des, you got anything before we get out of here? Hey, you have an opportunity to put Seattle away. We have six against them, the last six before uh, six of the next nine. Nice. And uh, you have an opportunity to put them away. And uh, you have to do this. They're they're a team that's uh, kind of a gnat or thorn in our side. They're young. They're believing. They're hungry. And so you got you to gotta go out on the West Coast and, and beat them. So um, other than that, beat Seattle. And uh, love you guys. Yep, I think the Astros are going to take two out of three, another series win against the Mariners. That's going to do it for another episode of Beyond the Diamond podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. We will be back in a couple of days. Check us out. uh, The Apollo Hour. What do we got? The Apollo Hour on Wednesday night, live, across all platforms. There it is. Me, you, Spaceman. Guys being dudes hanging out. Look forward to it. Check us out. We're going to be live. Follow us on Twitter at BLIMA790, at ApolloDez1, and of course at ApolloHOU. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next time here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. Fifty-five minutes. Look at us. Wow, that was efficient. That's what she said.